Well, hi, y'all. Hello. We are back after a week off. You might not notice the week off since I posted the show late, but <laughs> and uh, and screwed up posting it at that. But uh, I'll get the hang of it one of these years. So this for best results serve ice cold. This Shiner Ruby Redbird, uh, made with juice from freshly, freshly picked Texas Ruby Red grapefruits, um, ginger flavor, Unique malts, two row, Mount Hood Citra will not limit. Yeah, when you smell it, it smells like a ginger ale. It's light. It's gingery. Mm. It's getting weird. <laughs> Unintentional. <laughs> Just loading in the background. It happened to load right at that time. Yep. Your timing is impeccable, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so Greg went to Philly I did. last week, and I went the other direction. I went over into Ohio. We went to buy a couch. There's a place up in near Vintage State. It's called Sheely's. Heather tells me it's a good place to buy furniture. Didn't look like I mean, like it didn't seem cheaper than what I expected mm. couches to be, but you know, got to stop at um, a brew pub, nano like a nano brewery. Like <laughs> the brewery was only a little bit bigger than my brewery. Really? <laughs> like brew house was, you know, it wasn't a kegel system, but it was. Let's call it. It's really weirdly situated here. Yeah. I can hold down the mute button while you yeah, please. tweak. Yeah, the, I don't know, 40, 50 gallons, I guess. But it, it only seemed slightly bigger than... Um, I'm watching Greg manipulate his microphone. It's curious. Yeah, so that was um, Birdfish Brewing. Uh-huh. Birdfish is up. Penguin and it was, I guess they, it must have been near Youngstown State because their mascot is the penguins. So yeah, a bunch of YU Youngstown State type stuff. Um, they had an IPA on, you know, some some hazy murky thing. It was pretty good. And then so I had the like I had, my sampler was from the end of the previous keg, so I ordered a pint of and like they were having problems pouring it, and then they got me you know a pint off the new keg. And it wasn't half as good as the taster from the previous keg. <laughs> so that was, you know, when you're at that scale, you're going to get some variation like that, I suppose. Um, and then, yeah, I went to VE. And, you know, the thing, the one thing that came to a realization when you're a place with like 1,300 beers is, you know, when we started this podcast and for the first few years, not that I ever expected to do this, but it was a... Not reasonable. Um, it was possible for someone who was dedicated to drink every beer made in America. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No longer. <laughs> yeah. It was... Um, it just boggles the mind how like fast they turn. Just look at like what Evil Twin's doing. Like mm-hmm. they, they just make beers once, it seems. Unless they're like a stellar hit, you know? Yeah. I don't know about this one, though, that we're going to be having on the show. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Did you see? So I, I put a couple things in here in Slack. I don't know if you saw any of them. This one was, was cool, though. This is a... Um, if it was this week, no, I probably didn't see any of them. So, th- uh, this, is, so this is a band that's doing 
in the uh, they're doing a song in an old nuclear cooling tower. But okay. she's demonstrating what a snare sounds like. Okay. And have put put. The... So we're taking a short break between. Okay. You ready for this? Let me hit this snare and you'll see. Ready, everyone? I'm going to hit the snare again. Insane. Yeah, look what that's. It just goes up uh-huh. and around. And around all the way up through the top of the silo. It's pretty outrageous, isn't it? I'll try that again. Ready, everyone? I'm going to hit the snare again. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Did you see the news that was like this morning in the science stuff about the ball lightning? Like some research. Yeah, the they, they I I didn't get a chance to really read the paper. Um, uh, the article I was reading was 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 re- just the article that I that I had found was really dense. You know, so it was they're talking about how they were. Using twisting magnetic currents to contain the plasma or something, but yeah, this they, one, right? yeah, it might mm-hmm. have been that one. But they were like, you know, using terms that like didn't sound like anything. So like, you know, the words weren't really relatable. So what I gather, the gist of it is that they they made us um, quasi particle, which is essentially in some materials you can uh, you can create quantum effects. That uh, you can then play with, and you can then actually, you know, have weird things happen to them. Like you can make actually magnetic monopoles inside materials, mm-hmm. not you know, not bare magnetic monopoles outside and right. Reality, but inside materials, you can make these things. And what I gathered from what I was reading, and like I said, I had not read the paper, I had not read the paper, but it's something about. Um, it's probably beyond me the paper, <laughs> uh, but they. Uh, this quasi-particle had some knotted magnetic fields in it, and mm-hmm. it, that allowed the the current essentially to sort of loop around themselves, and that was something that people suspected ball lightning did. Right, and so they're they're seeing this thing behave like they suspect ball lightning does. Cool. Yeah, they were saying how I never realized this so much that ball lightning lasts a lot longer than you know regular lightning you know because i guess the current's looping around and not really dissipating or getting grounded or anything i i I thought they were more of like quick flashes right i didn't realize they're more like glowing orbs so Mm -hmm. that's that's interesting yeah it's it's not lightning as we think of it because it's not you know what lightning is is there's a charge imbalance basically Mm -hmm. there's lots of little dust and stuff rubbing in, in the clouds and that creates a charge imbalance between the clouds and and, and the ground and when it becomes big enough essentially it the, it really comes up from the ground <laughs> the 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 current when when the current displacement is just a huge amount of voltage potential it goes up from the ground boom right into the sky and then comes back down again mm-hmm. and that then heats up the air very quickly and causes this plasma reaction and that is light more or less. It's it's just redistributing charge. So it's just basically it's a current. Yeah, if you've never seen the uh super slow motion videos of the leaders going up and pulling you know, pulling the lightning down, that stuff's insane. Mm-hmm. Especially like you know, it's all twisty. Like it's almost like a plant growing sometimes where they're they're coming off of a lightning pulp rod or uh 
lamppost or something, and they're kind of reaching around, you know, because the current, the the magnetism's pulling them different ways, and then they'll go up. Yes, yeah, these, these, yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it, it, Seems intuitively like 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 yeah like plant roots or something like that because they're sticking out they're trying to find it's like and these are very low current the leaders mm-hmm. but they're just sort of trying to find a path and then once a path is found the leaders essentially dissipate and the path and then that path is um, yeah it's funny how like shows. even you are giving this like a living type you know trying to find and. Looking, you know, looking, and you know, it's it's funny the terminology that you're even you are using for this. It it kind of it is it is trying to find because there is a recognizable imbalance, mm-hmm. right? That that's yeah. what voltage is. There's a potential, so there's something that's trying to get from some place to another. Mm-hmm. So it is, yes, it is trying to find it, and it's just the electricity gets it doesn't just blob down. It it mm-hmm. it it just. Because of the way the magnetic fields twist around each other, they, the leaders itself, just like on the plasma globe, they kind of they turn into these yeah. these twisty lines. So, I mean, it, the dynamics are, are understood. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I was, I was Well, first of all, I was mentioning it to people listening in case they've never yeah. seen those, because mm-hmm. those are cool videos. Yeah. And then I, I was just making a comment how you were anthropomorphizing... Uh, I wasn't anthropo. I wasn't well, not, of humans. Yeah, not humans. <laughs> but you were you were making them like living. You like you made them. I don't know. To me, I was surprised. I would not expect Greg Weiss to have made them sound so lifelike. Uh, well, remember that Greg Weiss um, to use myself in the third person, since you just <laughs> used yourself myself in the in the second person. Uh, I have a very fluid definition of life. Okay, that is not you know restricted to very organic terms. And I think any dynamic system uh, that is um, that takes in energy uh, and redistributes it is more or less life in in some form or another. Because okay. I think life is just basically a system of of, uh, of energy distribution, and therefore life is all around us, and it's just how complex it is. So sure, it's a form of life in a very mild term of <laughs> in a very stretch yeah, yeah it, it, in, very, in most people's most people, most people would, would not consider that you know anything like life and and f- fair enough right i'm not suggesting that it is anything like ourselves or even the simplest form of um organic life that we recognize well, yeah i mean it's not chemical right mm-hmm. it's it's a physical right. physics you know, interaction. But I when, do believe that yeah. all life boils down to to chemistry. Uh, there's nothing. There's any demarcation you put there is arbitrary, and mm-hmm. so there, it's just a spectrum. And so somewhere on this very on this very deep spectrum, lightning is you know way way down, but <laughs> it is still a reaction occurring that you know manifests itself. In such in, in these intricate ways, because of the because the system dynamics are such. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I guess my 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 idea of what life is is very very broad. So I feel comfortable in making those sorts of okay things. Not that I, I guess though. For, to 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 more to your point, does the light like. 
when you say want, there's a there's an idea, a conception of. Well, what is that? What does it mean to want? Right. So that's a deeper question, right? Because if want is just you feel a pull towards something, or you feel like you need to be closer to something, that's that's exactly what it's doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Because I mean, there's the conscious want, mm-hmm. but I do. Let's talk about the the ones we might not be considering off the top of our heads, and that is. Um, Tomatoes wanting to ripen when they when they sense red light. Mm-hmm. That's a lot closer to leaders wanting to find a path to the clouds. Yes, right? sure. Um, uh, ions of of salt wanting to distribute themselves in water. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a chemical reaction happens because of the way that the water works as a solvent, as a polar solvent. Uh, that is just. <laughs> It's just the way the dynamics are, but the reason it happens is because of these charge imbalances. Yeah, I guess the diff- the real difference between so with the more tra- oh, I'm going to use living and non living in more traditional terms right now, but with the non living ones, it's about energies, right, and things like that. Um, so the living stuff. I mean, living stuff is all about energy well, ingredients. The the tomato one in particular is about reproduction. Which might well, not necessarily. What, what's the mechanism behind it? Ultimately, is distribution of charge. But but living things do things that are less efficient to to be successful in spreading their genes, right? So there's there's something that's different than non-living wants. Um, in that case, that can be argued. I'm not sure if less efficient is the right way to put it because. Um, it's not, it's, well, but it's because I think it's more getting to the, getting to the lowest, getting to the lowest energy state is not the goal of a living thing where getting to the lowest energy state is the goal of a, a physical, a non-living thing. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. I can see where that, where that sort of distinction can be made. I mean, because when you're talking about physics, chemist, we're talking about like regular chemistry, dissolving salt in a solution, uh-huh. and things like that. It's all getting to equally distributed, low energy, you know, all things like that. Right, right? and Not, you know, there's, but but you could argue that what life is doing is simply riding that edge. It's it's using that that effect of things wanting to get into their lower energy systems to sure do things, but, I mean, yeah, to put things together they're... so it's you know it's using the work that is done by right. systems wanting to get through a lower energy right. point but to to propagate further yeah i'm just i'm trying to say that and maybe this is part of if i was working on redefining what life is right mm-hmm. its motivation is not just to get you know like so but okay so i was talking again lowest energy state and whatnot but you know, when you start talking about catalysts and things like that, then non-living systems can do more interesting things than they would than just you know diluting themselves mm-hmm, and yeah. fizzling out and stuff like that. Yeah, there's so. a lot of complicated things that can happen with very simple inputs mm-hmm. and 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 simple, you know, seemingly very simple reactions. And yeah, very simple ultimately uh, terms. But then you put a lot of these things together, and complicated stuff happens. 
Oh, man. Yeah. That reminds me of a question that, that I was thinking about. Is there a way that I can think of using, like, using this, the way that physics works as we understand it today, plus, with, but without invoking magic, but still, like, something that allows Superman to fly? I was thinking about this for a, while, for, for a little bit. Superman to fly. Is there some way you can science allowing Superman? How to fly? does Superman fly? That's the thing, right? So, right? Because I mean, okay, you put nano jet engines in his cape, and maybe. Well, let, let, let's let's go let's go lower, right? Okay, how does anything fly or lift off the ground in any sense, right? There, well, there's the only thing that anything moves is is some sort of force, some mm-hmm. some force, right? So if you're talking about something that is levitating off the ground, there are two possible ways you could do it. One is thrust, right? Right. And the other is, um, well, there are three ways, I guess. There's One is thrust. One is through a, like a, something that is repulsing it, like a magnet. Mm-hmm. And the other way is essentially the same way that this glass is being held up by by um, by the surface, but by the, right. the normal force, by the by the force. The <laughs> Allie just had a unit on uh, Newton's three laws. So yeah. that's the, you know in on that scale, that's the normal force. Right, the thing you know the 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 electromagnetic force that holds a table together, mm-hmm. not letting another object pass through it. Yes. but but in you know in fourth grade terms, it's the normal it's force the normal that's force. counteracting gravity. And the same thing that held that he use your levitator uses essentially the normal force of these 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 pockets of, of air pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what keeps those the pieces of styrofoam in there in, in the levitator. So you have so those are your three options really. Some sort of so some some sort of thrust that Superman produces, some sort of uh, surface that Superman resides on, or some kind of anti gravity. Right. So right. he is a cannon that he can fly in space? Yes. Yeah. So it's not... So, so anti, anti-gravity doesn't work because you have to be close to a gravitational potential in order to, to... There's that, but it's also not... It's also not thrust from... By moving the... The, uh, the air. The air around him, right? right. The, you know, so he's not, he's not accelerating uh, matter mm-hmm. that passes nearby his body. Right. So he's not like an inside-out jet engine. That's, that would have been the easiest way to kind of explain it, right? That's still that, that's still where I got to. He's an inside-out jet engine? Yeah, more of a rocket. But um, because he's not taking in stuff, he's, he's somehow he must be generating thrust by uh, propelling some particles well, away from what, him. What about he's able to... Let's bring him back into the atmosphere for a second, okay. right? His skin, he's able to manipulate his skin like a snake uh-huh. and swim through the air. He'd have to be really, really light for that to work, and he's not. Maybe his skin is just really, really good at it. Then he would be producing so much thrust of air yeah. around him that it would blow be noisy. Yeah, and... yeah. So here's what I came up with. He's powered by the sun, right? They say, you know... It, he he went from a red star to 
our star. They say a yellow star, but our star is not yellow. It's white. But we'll, you know, mm-hmm. let them, whatever. Uh, but it's a lot. So it's a lot more energy that he's getting from the star. And somehow he can produce. Here's here's what I came up with. We, he is producing some kind of dark matter that he is able to push in some dark sector of physics that we are not capable of uh, of seeing or interacting okay. with. But it's capable of providing him with momentum. Somehow he's generating a bunch of dark matter particles that allow him to, that, that give him momentum, but then they're invisible and do not interact with anything at that point. It, it's brilliant that you thought of dark matter, but it's also phoning it in because it doesn't describe what the particles are. Well, we do know there. I mean, we know that dark matter particles exist in some sense because neutrinos are dark matter. They they do not interact with the electromagnetic force. They they very uh, they do have weak interaction, right? But there there have been searches for for weakly interactive massive particles, and we have not found them at all. So is this? Um... How you play the Harry Potter broom soccer? I game suppose too? you would have to you would have to imply because there has to be some kind of energy, right? So yeah, some sort of dark sector um, that is there that can the energy can be manipulated somehow. And the spell is just to mislead people. Well, the spell is. I mean. The, the spell could have something to do with a a way of manipulating the the air pressure to create some some void i mean i don't know right i mean who knows uh or or the, or the spell is is the way to uh to concentrate whatever energy that's in the wand i cuz they they need a wand to do magic oh, okay. right i mean I didn't mean to hijack the Superman one, but yeah. I was just saying, well, you know, you could, you said, you know, because your explanation can be applied to magic flying as well. It, in, except for the sun and the red star and the energy. Right. That was, well, well, I mean, I was just looking for, yeah, for something yeah. there, but that, that's the only explanation I think that with our understanding of modern physics, like works mm-hmm. for what we see, at least. Checks out. Yeah. Feels like it checks out. And then since it's dark sector stuff, it never interacts with anything, so it never... Right, and you don't have to really explain it. <laughs> Easy peasy. But it also allows you to potentially figure out a weakness of Superman beyond just kryptonite, right? If you can figure out a way to stop him from being able to generate these... So does kryptonite interact with this dark matter? Possibly, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe kryptonite prevents whatever it is that he in his body is able to create the the dark matter prevents that and brian green is going to turn into lex luther the the string theory guy oh uh because he'll have the keys he'll have the keys i I don't think so (laughs) string string theory does not well I, i was just thinking of like the guy that you know his you know Bank, you know, cashed his paycheck on, you know, I couldn't think of Dark Matter he's a superstar. So Brian Green, the string theory superstar, is the best one I Yeah, could string with. theory and Dark Matter are not really I related. Know. I know. Uh, just, but, it was a joke. No, but, but I want to get to something, though. Okay. So string theory kind of follows on from other stuff like supersymmetry. That 
that's where this idea of wimps comes from is supersymmetry mm-hmm. in the sense that if supersymmetry is true, then there should be some weakly interacting massive particle, a neutralino. And uh, at, at the very least, uh, the, the, um, the boson form of the neutrino. And that is uh, not, has not been found. Right. So it seems like supersymmetry, and if supersymmetry doesn't exist, then string theory is out of bounds. Because uh, supersymmetry requires supersymmetry to exist. But anyway, but the reason why people are looking for wimps is because wimps sort of follows off of supersymmetry. You should have a weakly interactive massive particle. Here's news for you. You had your first taste of utopias 10 years ago today. Really? Yeah. No, that's, in, that's not true. You, oh, it wasn't the first time you had it? No, because I went before the show started. Oh, okay. I went to Boston with Damien for, and we did a beer. Oh, you had it up there at okay. the extreme like beer fun, oh, beer advocate okay. extreme beer fest thing, and I did have Utopias there. Oh, okay. Well, it is Ali's tenth birthday. Today. Ah. So yeah, it was not my first time, but oh, okay. Happy birthday, Ali! Wasn't my first time either. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh. So I guess we can get on with the show now. Yep. Uh, get that good. Superman stuff in. <laughs> It was fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it was good.